Hello, freelance writer. Um, in today's episode, I'm obviously going to talk about one little trick that you can use and you can implement it right now in order to get more pay as a freelance writer out of each client. This might even double, triple, quadruple the amount that you get from one client. So if you're getting $100 from a client, $400, $400, $1,600. Um, super important stuff. This is one of those principles that you, we all kind of know. And this is a principle I've implemented for years, but like all principles, even though you use them sometimes and understand them vaguely, it was a principle that recently became clear all at once in a singular moment. And so in order to kind of illustrate the principle for you, I want to demonstrate all the moments leading up to my uh, moment of epiphany. Uh, I'm going to be very brief about it because I don't have a lot of time. But um, man, if you go back um, about five years ago, no, about three years ago, uh, in 2018, I started my first online business called the Beat Buddy System. Um, now, it was a system that, you know, essentially gave beats. Like, I sold beats. It was a subscription uh, where I would give beats weekly to artists, um, whether you're a rapper, a singer, a songwriter. I'm not going to detail that business too much because it's not entirely relevant to this podcast episode, but there's the basis of it. Um, so, 2018 comes around the ball drops and i'm working at target on the night shift wanting more than anything to get out of that place and um so i start this business i'm learning about marketing i'm learning about all types of marketing principles um and this business was such an excitement for me because this was my first like this was like the first time i get to experiment with some of the things that i was learning and so one of the fascinating moments that happened early on is i made this ad this was the first time i used facebook ads in my life i made this ad um, for the Beat Buddy system. And I don't remember exactly what I said in this ad, but I remember some of it because it was a kind of a, what I would imagine to have been a turning point in my life. I hopped on the video. It was a simple video on my phone. And I was like, you know, essentially producers are evil. Um, as an art, you know, because as an artist, we need beats for our lyrics and they won't give us beats. So we're a team artists, and what I'm going to do is, because I know your struggle and I learned how to produce because I couldn't get beats from producers, I'm going to give you all beats for free. That's basically what I said. I put the ad on Facebook, and I went to sleep, um, not thinking much of it. I wake up in the morning of that same day, man, and the ad was going crazy, man. My DMs were stock, like, you know, stock to the brim with messages about team artists and this, that, and a third. Um, there were a lot of people that were hashtagging team artists and supporting the movement. And people messaged me about this ad and this business, the Beat Buddy system to this day. Um, even though I only got two sales from it for $9.99. I didn't make a lot of money from this business at all. But it was it was it was something that was a moment that was celebrated this ad. Um on the on on the on the inverse side, uh I got on Twitter and a lot of people were screenshotting my ad and talking tra- a lot of producers whereas artists celebrated were talking trash about what I said in the ad, like we're evil because we want to make money, all this and then the third, this is just a stupid marketing ploy, and you can find this on my Twitter to this day, people were very mad about what I said in that ad, um, long story short for that business, you know, that was that was one of the highlights, but that business kind of, I shut that down that April, um, because I didn't really, I made an email list of about 300, 400 people very, very quickly, and it got like two, 300 followers, but I didn't know how to monetize it, and I actually didn't know those were good numbers. So you fast forward uh, a few months later, this was a lot before freelance writing, and um, 
I make the freelance writing podcast um, that I, this is actually a remake of a podcast, freelance writing secrets that I had before. And so um, I make that podcast and I'm doing all sorts of things. I'm posting episode after episode after episode. I got to about probably 20 episodes on that podcast before I decided to, you know, okay, let's close up shop and move on to the next thing. Um, from there, there were several other businesses, um, including, you know, ghostwriting full time for real clients and not through Fiverr and things like that. But um, ultimately, if you fast forward down the stretch of time uh, of that last podcast, which was about November 2019 or something like that. So now um, I ultimately ended up making a new podcast, which this is not my main podcast. If you didn't know, um, I don't want to shout out the main podcast here because I want you to pay attention to this one. But on my main podcast, I've been making that podcast since early 2020. So I've been working on that podcast for about a year and a half. And one of the things that I noticed on that podcast was that podcast wasn't growing as fast as because I want I wanted to really recapture that moment because now years later I understand the significance of virality I understand the significance of people celebrating a message and and wanting to be part of that message and wanting to be part of that and, and have that message represent a community um, and I wanted that to happen again with the podcast that I was working on but for some reason I just couldn't figure out how to make it happen you know I've been making that podcast for about a year and a half and it's only 900 downloads it's not growing very fast and it's a very stagnant podcast. Um, but it's a podcast where it's, it's, it's a passion project. And so I'm trying to make it work. Um, just recently, about uh, probably a few days ago, like right before the start of this podcast, which is why I started up again, I checked the stats on the Freelance Writing Secrets podcast, which was, you know, still around because I didn't obviously shut down the account. I just deleted the entire podcast. Um, and whereas it took me a year and a half with my main podcast to get 900 views for that podcast, it took me about you know, a month or two to get 400. Like that podcast was growing insanely quickly. Okay. And that's just a demonstration of the principle that I want to bring to the forefront. I remember just before, you know, uh, well, actually all of this is documented on my main podcast, but somewhere in, I think May of 2020, I really start being obsessed less with internet marketers and how they promote products and with billionaires in Silicon Valley for a reason that I'm not going to really dive into right now. But, uh, you know, I, I was following this YouTube channel where billionaires do interviews called Greylock partners on, um, on YouTube. And one of the, my favorite interviews on that video um, on, on that uh, channel was the interview of the CEO and founder, one of the founders of Airbnb, Brian Chesky. And he talked all about the inceptions of Airbnb and how he built it to a multiple hundred billion dollar company from the ground up and how in the beginning it was some weird quirky idea that no one believed in. Who would stay at someone else's house? They would say things like that to him. And, uh, you know, just come to think of it, you know, even listening to the interview, it sounds kind of weird. But one of the things that he professed was like, this, you know, the weirdness of it wasn't a, a, a bug. It was a feature. It wasn't it wasn't a weak point. It was actually a strength. It was one of the reasons why his company grew to be as uh, big as it had. And he pointed out the, the simple pattern that most companies that grow to that huge level, um, they do so because they start in small, quirky niches. Um, he, I think Stephen Larson said it best. He said it's easier to be a big fish in a small pond than a big fish in a big pond. Okay, when you're the only fish in the pond, you eat up all, you know, the the trafficking customers in that pond very, very easily. And um, it all was summed up in that interview that Brian Chesky did by one quote that kind of brought it all, you know, full circle for me. And that one quote was he said, don't do something that a million people like 
Do something that a hundred people love. That is the only way to scale. That is the only way to have a big company or, or big movement. And essentially what he was describing there was that you want to niche down. You want to narrow down your message. And it, when he said that on that podcast, it really, you know, th- it has been something like that has been drilling into my head over and over and over again for the last few weeks because it's been something that now that he said it, I notice it everywhere in my life. You're like just recently, I was trying to get uh, a bunch of influencers to do this summit for the podcast that I had in order to grow it. And so in order to get them on the summit, um, my first tactic was DMing people uh, personally. And from that DMing people personally, I got like probably about 80% of real big influencers to come on the podcast, I mean, to come on the summit to promote my podcast and the movement the, that I'm doing over there and everything like that. Um, but I took issue with that, that process that I was, that I was undergoing because I felt like DMing people personally while it worked and was efficient, it was very slow. And so I took to the iTunes podcast directory and I started to go through the directory and just list every small, very, very small influencer that I could find. And I wrote down all their email addresses and then I put them all in one big batch and I started to blast all of them with generic you know, emails, like just generic pitches, like, Hey, I got a summit. These big influencers are already on the summit. I want you guys to be on the summit. And I started getting some emails back saying, remove me from this list. And most of them just didn't respond. And from that method, I really didn't get anyone other than like one person to actually join the summit. Um, and it was just these, this series of moments that produced clarity, you know, produced the clarity and the true understanding that this epiphany required. And what I realized is the reason that these people decided to be on the summit and the reason that these podcasts are growing, you know, isn't growing is because everything I'm doing is very broad and very general. There's no, there's no depth to it. There's only breadth, you know, like the cross, it goes across that's breath, but when it goes down, it's depth. There was no depth to it. I wasn't, I was trying to correct. I was trying to get people to join my movement and join my summit by having a message that cast a wide net. Was doing something that a lot of a million people might like, but I was not able to do something that you know a hundred people loved. That's what that was the trade off. That was the opportunity cost. And every time I noticed in my life that I did something that a lot of people liked, I lost and no one wanted to do it. But whenever I did something that a hundred people loved or very few people loved, then that's when I was in a clear. I mean, it's like a relationship. Um, with your mother or with a girl or with a boy, you know, if you're involved with somebody, whether romantically or not, and they're your friend, they're your friend because they know you on a very, very deep level. They're your best friend or they're very close to you because they know you on a very, very deep level. Similarly, everything takes this pattern. When they give you personalized gifts on Christmas or your, Christmas or your birthday, those are the gifts that matter the most. If you give somebody something generic or something that everybody gets or something that you give everybody, then it's a lot less special and it means a lot less. Okay. And the bond and the relationship and also their susceptibility to your to what it is that you you know offer them to do alongside you is it's a lot less effective, you know, because instead of doing something that that person, one person liked a whole loved a whole lot, you just gave them something that everybody would like something very general. okay? and so the looking back at the old businesses that I had, the Beat Buddy system, um, as well as the Freelance Writing Secrets podcast, the reason those things popped off so well is because with each of those times, the message that I put into the marketplace, the products that I put into the marketplace were very, very, very specified. Not all entrepreneurs will like the things that I talked about on those podcasts, but entrepreneurs that you know were rappers or writers, more specifically rappers, would like this. 
or you know in, in, in or, or if you go to the freelance writing secrets podcast not every entrepreneur or internet person will like this but freelance writers particularly freelance writers because I'm going deep a hundred people will enjoy this content who struggle with getting clients will like this that's a small pond but because the pond is small it was allowing me to be a big fish faster that's actually why I rebooted this podcast because I feel like I can be a big fish in this small pond and this is a niche that I can help a lot that I can actually change that not a lot of people are targeting um, Stephen Larson was talking about this recently on a training that he was doing is that he started talking about his, his uh, podcast Sales Funnel Radio and that he grew to a million downloads very very quickly because it was only for people who cared about sales funnels and now he's moved up to a general marketing podcast and now he's moving up to a general entrepreneurship podcast you start small and you try to be a big fish in a small ocean uh, I mean, in a small pond and that's a process that we all know and love and it's called niching down whenever someone you know is looking for a solution to their problems they're going to side with the person who 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 solves their problems most finely most with, with 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 most accuracy and the only way to solve problems with most accuracy is to not have a broad solution but to empathize deeply with a small subset of individuals and try to really solve their problem on a deep level and and come to with them come up for them with a custom made solution that fits only to them because the further you know you cast that net with your solution the less it'll the less deeply it'll help the people that you're dealing with it's like the you know you know your gifts on a birthday has to be finely tuned to one person it has to be something that solves their their specific problems to a t and the more specific it is obviously the the less people would be meaningful to like a a, a necklace with my name on it it won't mean much to my name's Dallas. It won't mean much to a lot of people, but it'll mean a whole lot to me. But if you just put name on the necklace, it won't mean much to me and it won't mean much to anybody, but it'll apply to more people. You have to niche down and be very specific. And so looking back, you know, even I, I hit another, you know, ceiling on my um, freelance writing journey that I don't talk about a lot. When I was on um, the, the, the Fiverr, um, you know, I think I got caught you know, in, in trying to move my price ahead at about a hundred dollars. I struggled to move my price across a hundred you know, past a hundred dollars for a long time. And the reason the way that I broke that ceiling was that I actually switched from just being a general ghostwriter, general freelance writer, to look, I'm I'm purely nonfiction business digital marketing writer. Really it was just purely about digital marketing. Um and that was the way, you know, that was the way that obviously I got to you know, moved my price from one hundred to two hundred dollars, and I became you know one of the writers that was most highly most visited on the front page of all five or ghost writers. Um, everything is about being specific. If you're looking, if you're like they always say, man, if you're doing a wedding, you're not going to look for a general photographer. You're going to look for a wedding photographer. And so, what I'm saying in this episode is the basic and obvious advice that we've heard a lot of times, but I'm explaining, I think, in a different way, is that if you want to get more clients and be more highly paid. You have to specialize. You cannot just be a general writer. You cannot just write anything. You can't just be, okay, I'm a writer. You have to be either a writer that's nonfiction or you can take it even even a writer that's nonfiction that only writes about cows or only writes about diets or only writes about writes about the pescatarian diet. You have to be an expert at something. And the way to be expert is to show that you empathize and study deeply in one field and you can write about it better than anybody else. Um, so yeah, you have to specialize. You have to niche down. And 
So that's what I've been working on my other podcasts. I've been trying to just narrow down the message to fit one specific subset of people and empathize with those people deeply. And so I can become a big fish in that small pond. And maybe you can, you know, follow some of the same uh, footsteps and become uh, a, a big fish, a big fish, a big fish in your small pond, whether that small pond is a writer for entrepreneurs, a writer for digital marketers or whatever else. Um, there's something in your life that you do a lot that you do worry well. Maybe maybe you're a video gamer. Maybe you play a lot of Halo. You know, Halo was one of my favorite games growing up. Call of Duty, you know, the Mortal Kombat 2s, Halo 3s. I could write extensively about these things. You know, maybe gaming is what you write about. Um, just something that you do in your life that you obsess about. You would be a good writer for that genre in that niche, and you get paid more because you specialize. Um, yeah, you know, um, you know. That's, you know, it's a pattern that you'll witness throughout life. Um, you know, the best funnel builders like Steven Larson and Russell Brunson, um, because they only do funnel building and they specialize in that. They get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars just to have one day with them. Um, whereas somebody that just does everything, you know, they don't get paid a lot for that role. They don't get paid a lot for that job. Um, that's really all I have to say in this podcast episode. Like I said, I have a free training coming up probably early next month you don't want to miss this training it'll only be available for 24 hours um i haven't decided how i want to structure it yet but i want you to look out for that training and the way to look out for that is to subscribe to this podcast and keep up with what i'm saying in this podcast episodes also this is episode six out of seven on episode seven i'm going to start including a link in the description that'll allow you to video call with me one-on-one for 15 minutes for absolutely free i'm not going to try to sell you any products or pitch you anything because i don't have anything to sell you or pitch you and I wouldn't anyway and on these calls what I'm going to do is I'm going to just talk to you about how you can get past whatever you're facing in freelance writers how you can get high paying clients how you can work less as a freelance writer and make more all these different things um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about in those calls if you want a free one-on-one call with me for 15 minutes um, you know you have to you have to show that you're adamant about listening to this podcast that you're going to be keeping up with this podcast and that you know you're going to be in it for the long one that you're going to truly listen to this information and try and the way i want you to demonstrate that is to subscribe to this podcast before you get on the call with me subscribe you know right right now actually subscribe to this podcast and rate and leave a review okay that way i know that you're going to be sticking along with this podcast and listening for the long run and also the rate and review helps me get more people like you uh, that need to be helped with freelance writing to listen to the podcast and actually be helped in the long run. And so let's build this tribe and build this movement because like Steve Jobs said, man, the writer, and really, really the storyteller is the most important person uh, because he influ- you know, influences the future generations. Uh, I want to make this movement big, man. We really, literally, I'm going to talk about this in the future episodes. We structure all of human history. It's all story-based. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. This is Dallas. Uh, and well, you know, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'll see you in the next one.